listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to go international again in our international series. Today, we're headed to Kenya. Yes. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. Walter and Robin Steele, serving the Lord in Kenya. Steele family, thanks so much for joining us today. Good to be with you. We're glad to be here. So I am intrigued to learn about how the Lord has given you to serve in Kenya and what ways are you serving there and want to learn all about the community where you live. And I I just want to learn all the details. I'm I'm intrigued (laughs) about this part of the world. So um, Dr. Steele, tell us a little bit about how the Lord brought you to Kenya and the ways that you all are given to serve there. Well, uh, that's an interesting story because um, I've always had a desire to serve in mission field in one way or another. I served for eight years as a Navy chaplain, uh, serving with Marine Corps and the Navy. And uh, then when I uh, got out of the Navy and served in a congregation and um, and a couple of congregations actually in a row, um, I had the opportunity to go to Nigeria and to teach. And I was one day, um, actually had a doctor's appointment and a phone rang and they wanted to talk to me about Africa. And I said, I am going thinking they're probably going to tell me there's some reason I can't go now. Uh, that was <laughs> through our short term missions folks. Um, but it wasn't, it was actually one of the, uh, career m- recruiters. And, uh, he said, no, I'm talking about the other side, the, uh, other side of Africa, actually specifically Kenya. So when I drove home, I was thinking, okay, I got something to tell my wife. Um, and when I got there and, and told her, and um, she said, well, I can see us doing that. And so we started the process uh, that ultimately led us to come here. So where are you uh, stationed right now? Where are you serving in Kenya? We are at, what it has two names, Nama Lutheran College School of Theology, It's also been known for a long time as Matongo Lutheran Theological College. It's in Western Kenya, um, not too far from Lake Victoria, um, and not too far either, about an hour, hour and a half drive to the third largest city um, in Kenya, which is Kisumu. Uh, And yet we are up in the Kisi Highlands, as they call it, uh, about a mile high in elevation, Um, beautiful area up here, and it's rural. And so this is where we um, teach. I'm a theological educator, um, and we have about 80 students from 10 or more countries, depending on the year, uh, that come and uh, are trained here. Um, Pastoral students, in fact, some of them are already pastors in some of the churches in the area. Also, we have deaconesses and evangelists. And so we have... Uh, classes, typical, you know, seminary classes for training them in the scriptures and church history and pastoral care in outreach. And then the ministry actually extends beyond that also to our Kenyan staff members um, and also to encourage the faculty here. Our faculty is made up of Kenyans, um, 
or at this point, three LCMS missionaries and also several that come from Finland uh, that help also fill in some of the gaps in the program. Wow. You you mentioned that uh, Matango, has, Matango uh, Lutheran Theological College uh, also goes by NEMA as well, has, has two names and has been around for a long time. Tell us about the, the local church there and the, the relationship between the uh, theological college and uh, the local church and the, the history there. Well, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of Kenya was actually started by Scandinavian missionaries. Um, and yet um, there has been a growing desire um, uh, con- for confessional Lutheran theology. And so uh, over a period of time, uh, I'm beginning with the work uh, of the, what was that called back then? The, um, it was the human care side of things that we were doing, mm-hmm. but the development of a relationship began. And um, as the uh, leadership of the church here Uh, got to know us better, and we got to know them better, we moved toward and ultimately now are in full altar pulpit fellowship. And so the local church here um, is uh, intimately connected with the LCMS. Actually, some of their students, including the principal here, Dr. Tomomolo, are actually St. Louis seminary graduates. He and I both were at St. Louis together getting our PhDs um, when... uh, Back 19, I mean, 2000, I keep getting the <laughs> centuries wrong, uh, 2017, 18 in that area. So um, we've had a, a good relationship with them over the years, and it's uh, growing rather well. So, Tell us more about the, the seminary and the students uh, who the, that you get to teach. Who are some of these students? Wow, it's quite a, quite a cross-section of cultures in this area. Uh, we have one of our students who actually lives in one of the refugee camps. He's Sudanese uh, in Uganda, and uh, he is here getting his Bachelor of Theology uh, program, and he's getting ready to graduate and go back into that area. Uh, we have uh, students also from Ethiopia, uh, from Kenya, of course, from Tanzania, Malawi, Burundi, Rwanda. Uh, so it, it's, it's really interesting because even though there's a certain commonality for many of the areas here in, in East Africa, there's also unique ways of looking at things for each of the students. Um, the instruction is all done in English. So all these students have learned English to the degree that they're proficient enough to hear the lectures, take the exams, do the readings. Um, and yet you still have this flavor of all these different languages and cultures and things coming together. So as much as we teach, we're also learning. Um, and that's part of the exciting thing about it is learning these different ways in which people think, the different ways in which they um, express themselves. And um, so it's, it's, it's a two-way street in terms of education. We're on a learning curve here, clearly, about learning more and more about East African culture. And we found that in some ways, the culture here in Africa is closer to Old Testament scripture sometimes. So those are some of the things we're learning. They can explain things about the 
the shepherd going after the one lost sheep and leaving the 99 behind. That's something they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, Robin's actually, you know, very, very true on this one here. This is um, something we've really seen is that ability to understand the scriptures from an angle sometimes we don't see in our industrialized world. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's more of a, an agrarian lifestyle and perspective that uh, that we see in the scriptures as well. I'm sure that that a little bit easier to connect with. What are some other examples of uh, what you've learned about culture and and life in Kenya that you've you've learned to appreciate in your time there? You mentioned um, the diversity of languages, everyone having the the common language of English, but the diversity of languages and culture altogether there at the seminary. Are there other things that you've learned in your time there that you've come to appreciate? Well, I think one of the things uh, just kind of came to mind uh, when we were talking about this is the value that they have in children. Mm. You know, children are a blessing from the Lord. That's what scripture says. But in many ways in our culture, they're not looked at quite that way. Sometimes people look at them as getting in the way. Here. Yes, they're very, they have multiple children and um, they they really care for them. Mm -hmm. There and the, one of the titles of honor here is to be called mama, and um, you know it's, it's just you see that healthy view uh, uh, that family matters, the children matter. Um, the other thing, though, of course, and is that in like to church services, we do go out into town and um, have had the opportunity to preach. In spite of all the COVID stuff that's going on, we have had chances to do that. And if you're going to go to a church service and invited to be there and I'm going to be preaching, you better plan on it being a whole day event. Um, the service will be followed by a meal. And uh, we had a funny si uh, situation that came up with that as well, if you want to yeah, talk about, about a, that, Robin. About a month ago, probably. Um, there was a political rally in the area of this church, and a lot of their members and um community were participating in this. So when we went to visit the deaconess intern that was there, um, they were very apologetic that they did not have a meal for us. So instead, they gave us a live chicken that we could take home <laughs> and do what we wanted with. <laughs> um, it ended up being a laying hen, so we, we found somebody who could take care of it for us. Yeah, it was, it, it was either unique, and we got a picture of that, of Robin holding this chicken under her arm, and then we had to figure out how we were going to get this in the car and get it home. <laughs> so it squawked in the back of our van. <laughs> All the way back for a couple hours. Yeah. So. And another thing, too, in, in the midst of that, too, is that you just, when you're meeting people, it's, you don't just, like, get down to business. Um, relationships are so important here. And you need to get to know people. So you greet them. You ask them about the day and their family. And you ask questions so that you can listen more. And it reminds me of the, the Lassie program that our Synod has put out, too. With You know, you listen and then you ask so that you can listen some more before you get to the point of having, if you will, the privilege of sharing with people. Um, that has actually been very helpful to have that in the mind that uh, it's not just get down to business, but you build a relationship with people. And uh, that's quite a bit different than our own culture back home. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, absolutely. Robin, what are some of the other things that you've learned about the culture being in Kenya? Well, I'm still learning a lot. <laughs> but um, I've had a chance to sit in on um, in a class with one of the deaconess classes. And it was interesting to find out how the different communities operate, the issues that they deal with. Um, some of them are the same as in the U.S., others are not. Um, but they're very hard workers, and they really care for their community and their churches. Um, so they're very busy, um, often doing multiple Bible studies with, um, the, with Sunday school groups, but also with the women um, in the congregation. Um, they're doing visitation, um, and they're caring for their family at the same time. And it's often a large family, and they often have um, adopted orphans into their family as well. So they might have a dozen kids that are under their roof that they're taking care of at a time. We have more to learn from our friends serving internationally. Today, we're talking with Reverend Dr. Walter and Robin Steele serving the Lord in Kenya. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Dr. Walter and Robin Steele, serving the Lord in Kenya, learning about uh, life at the the theological college and life in the community and the culture there and, and uh, learning more about the culture there. Um, now, aside from bringing home a live chicken as part of your cultural <laughs> learning experience, um, my one of my favorite questions to ask is always about food. Yes. And I understand, Robin, you have a background in dietetics, so this should be a fun episode this when we get be. to talk about food. Right? Well, food That's right. Uh, yeah. What, <laughs> what have been some of your adventures in the, the local uh, food culture and cuisine? Well, um, one of the first meals that we had after uh, Walter was preaching at this congregation, there was probably 10 or 15 people sitting around this table. And they had um, chicken, um, boiled chicken and kind of a tomato sauce. They have um, ugali, which is um, basically a ground corn that they make into a cake and they just boil it down till it's a rigid um, structure like what you would get in a jello mold, but firm. <laughs> and they will just slice off of a hunk of it and you roll it into a ball and make a little divot in it and you eat with your hands. Mm. So, and then you would had um, what's called a uh, sukumuiki, 
which is their version of like a, a kale or a collard greens. And they'll cook it in, um, just kind of fry it up in a skillet with oil and tomatoes. And you eat that with the ugali scoop as well. And then they passed around uh, the pot of boiled chicken and I just took a scoop and put it on my plate and it was a chicken head. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how to tackle it. <laughs> so they, really they delicious, eat though. everything on the, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, no waste. no waste at all. No, no. Oh. Do you have do you have favorite uh, favorite meals that you found or favorite um, um, items of food that you've you've found since your time in Kenya? Well, we've found that we do like the ugali, um, especially here on campus. They get the whole um, dried uh, corn kernel and they grind it themselves, so it's a whole grain and it really has um, flavor as well. And um, there's Oh, there goes our power. Um, we have. <laughs> We're in the dark. We're in the dark. <laughs> um, another one that we we found that we really enjoyed. There was one of the deaconess students that was appreciative for some things that um, Walter was able to do for her. And on one of the breaks, um, she sent some grilled tilapia, which was a, a traditional. Um, specialty of their tribe and it's it was tilapia from Lake Victoria but it was grilled to almost the point where it was um, jerkied or um, you know dry so it, it like was smoked. Pres- almost like smoked, smoked. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it was preserved even though it took us four days to get it but it was very good. Yeah, we cooked it up. Robin cooked it up with some tomatoes and uh, broth in the pan, and it just brought it back to life, and it was delicious. Uh, so that was a real treat uh, to be able to have the fresh fish. Uh, and from a local, and from a local. tradition for yeah. that particular um, yeah. tribe in that area by the lake. Yes. Yeah. There's so another uh, meal that I like, too, and that is – they they have the they'll they will take tomatoes they'll actually do it like a almost like a scrambled egg but it's not quite that with some other tomatoes and onions in it and things and again you eat that with this uh, ugali uh, on the side and uh, it was supposed to be well it was up there for lunch today I normally eat with the faculty but I got up there too late it was all gone so he <laughs> was truly disappointed. <laughs> Oh, that that all sounds so delicious. I'm. I think Andy's getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. We need to like go eat after we talk to you guys. Now, I also understand, um, Walter, that you you are a coffee aficionado. Is is that right? Well, yes. Back home, I used to roast my own. Where'd you? You guys found out a lot of information. Yeah. <laughs> we do our homework. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, I used to roast my own, but I left my roaster with my son in Dallas. Uh, oh, that's great. And so, but we did find a really good uh, company here that does really fresh roasting um, of the coffee. And, and East Africa has some wonderful coffee. Now, of course, anybody in Ethiopia will tell you that Kenyan coffee is not quite as the same. But honestly, I love Kenyan coffee. Um, so 
it has a, you know, a really good, good flavor to it. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the al- altitude up here. And this area also, I uh, just thought about that, is real, well known for tea, um, mm. tea plantations in this area. And they are beautiful to drive ac- across the Kisi the hills, hills yeah. up here and see just acres and acres of tea. Um, it's so pretty to look at, um, and especially with the rolling hills in the area that we live in. I've enjoyed learning so much about the culture and the people, the food. Uh, definitely, I, I always love learning about the food. Um, as I was excited about coffee. coffee. I was very excited about the coffee. <laughs> uh, it was a coffee hour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you faced um, with the, the pandemic and other challenges in the past year? What are some things that, um, that have been challenging and how has the Lord provided in those? Um, yeah, the... the the pandemic has had some challenges for us. Uh, we, un, along with other teammates, were sent down to Tanzania. Um, we were supposed to be down there for 12 a 12-week language school to learn Kiswahili. But probably about five... About six or seven weeks into, into it, it yeah. the, the language school had to close its um, campus to the instructors. So like halfway through our language training, um, our, our language learning was no longer face-to-face. It was by sporadic cell service um, <laughs> through WhatsApp, <laughs> audio. <laughs> so we um, unfortunately didn't learn the language as it was intended. Yeah. Um, as Walter has often said, he learned to translate the written language fairly well because they could talk about that. Um, but speaking it was much different. So he, he says he can translate the Bible and the, a lot of the Book of Concord and catechisms, and, but he can order a pizza. Yep. And not order a pizza in Swahili. I'm just sorry. But the Lord still provided through that. I mean, we were able to find ways in which we could continue to to learn and to um, start, you know, appreciate the, the, the culture. And um, another win that we saw, too, was um, our students here, um, they, they learned the Greek and the Hebrew, especially the pastoral students. And then... Um, they leave, but Bible, uh, Greek and Hebrew Bibles are expensive and not readily available here. And so we prayed about that. We mentioned the need to some of our supporters, and the Lord just moved their hearts to be able to do so, so that we, when a student finishes a Hebrew course and a Hebrew reading course, they actually earn a Reader's Edition Hebrew Bible that they will take with them and use for many, many years to be able to teach the Bible stories, to present our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and we've done, and also the same thing has happened with the New Testament ones too. So God's people have been so gracious. He has moved them to see the needs and meet them. And we're so grateful to those who hope, continue to support the mission work that is out here. Um, it's been really encouraging just to see uh, how our people back home get it, that it is so important. 
Um, another challenge, though, too, like to mention is the challenge that's out here now, of course, with the scarcity of vaccines um, in this area. And um, we, we pray that as a government here is working at a high priority for it, but we continue to pray that all of that works together well. What are some things you are looking forward to uh, now that we're into into summer and looking forward to the fall? Uh, what are some things that, that are coming up that you're uh, that you're looking forward to? Well, we're on the tail end of winter here <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the equator, but we're very close to the equator. Um, actually, there's a lot of planning going on for the next semester. So um, kind of anticipating um, what students are going to be here, what classes are going to be taught, and planning for those. Um, so that's kind of what we're, what we're gearing towards now. Mm -hmm. How can we stay up on what's happening with the Steele family in Kenya? The website. Yeah, we've got a website called steelsinafrica.com, um, and that's where we put up our newsletter. Um, also, I post that on uh, other social media platforms. And then we also um, have our newsletter if anyone would like to receive it either electronically or um, a hard copy also that we have sent out through one of these uh, organizations that has been very helpful in supporting our ability to get the message out about the work here. Very good. And that's steel with an E on the end. S-T-E-E-L-E-S-T-E-E-L-E-S-I-N-A-F-R-I-C-A -E 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 dot com. I think I got all the letters. <laughs> Steals. Yes. <laughs> Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Walter and Robin Steele, serving the Lord in Kenya. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you for having us. It's been a wonderful experience. Thank you, and God bless you for all the work you do. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.